0: I'm Dean Blandino and you're listening to Scoop FM. Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of the Dynasty League, the only league that counts. I'm so excited to talk about this week that happened in our league, an extremely exciting week, a huge shakeup in the standings. But before I begin, I'd like to talk about going for it, taking the points that you have right in front of you versus setting yourself up for the long haul. And I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. This weekend, I was uh, honored to be invited and participate in the Catan Digital World Championship. Now, let's not talk about the result. I won my first two out of seven games. I was on an incredible trajectory, and then it started going downhill, beginning in Game 3. Now, in Game 3, I was second in the standings. There was an eight-point team ahead of me. I was at seven. Another guy was at seven, and someone was at four. So the 8-point team has Longest Road, which we know is always a fickle mistress. And I looked at him and I said, okay, he's kind of inundated right now. There's not a lot he can do. He doesn't have a lot of ore. He's built all five settlements. Like, it's going to be a struggle for him to get these next two points, right? He's going to have to make some trades. He's going to have to maybe settle for D cards, uh, that sort of thing. So I look, I had two options. I could... Build a settlement. And why this settlement was important to me was because I had a stranglehold on the wheat supply. And this was a two for one wheat. I built a huge road to get there. And if I build this settlement, I get a point, right? Now I'm tied with first place. And more importantly, in subsequent rounds, then I'm going to start stacking that wheat. And it's going to be a real quick victory in one or two rounds but I had another option. Instead of doing that, I could have extended my road by a couple and easily smashed his longest road to the point where he would not have been able to recover it. At that point, I'd jump up to nine. I'd jump up to nine. It would just be one more little thing that I needed to get that settlement and get 10. But the way I saw it, hey, you got a lot of wheat, get the settlement, get the two for one, and then you could steal longest road later, right? So, next turn, oh here comes the guy that's tied with me in second place. He's got seven. I didn't assess him properly. He had two knights showing. Turn gets to him, he flips a knight. Uh-oh. Largest army, he's at nine. Uh Uh-oh. He also had a victory point. Game fucking over. Now, think about the standings. Ten, eight, seven. I'm in third third place loses points in a tournament like this. Second place gains a little. Had I just said, get the points now. Two is worth more than one. Doesn't matter. You don't know how that last point will come. It's okay. Go for the more points. I would have got second. Changed my whole trajectory. And it's the same thing I've been thinking about with our drafts. Because I was confident. I said, Uh, and I I, I don't know. I don't know whether to hold firm. I said, you can't take any skill guy ahead of Lawrence, Fields, or Lance, because if they hit, they're so valuable. Well, with Lawrence, we knew he was on a bad team. We knew, I knew when I was taking him, you're not taking him for this year. You're taking him for the Joe Burrow-like years that hopefully come once they solidify the offensive line and they get him an alpha receiver, right? That's the model. With Fields, we knew, yeah, coaching disaster, really bad offensive line, but you're just hoping that the talent wins out. And with Lance, you're hoping, okay, he's probably not going to start that many games this year, but even if he does, I just want to see a little bit of that Um, Josh, early career Josh Allen rawness to him where it's like, wow, this guy is good for fantasy, but he looks like dog shit throwing the ball, right? He's making a ton of mistakes, but that's okay. Limited experience, but wanted him to get there. So far, has that promise been met for any of them? If you look back and we redid it and I see the rest of my team, which is firing on all cylinders, would I, would I be a fucking idiot to just say, I don't care, I'll take Mac Jones at the end, you know, in the middle of the first, my first two picks. I'm taking Najee 101. Oh, and then at 103, I'm taking Jamar Chase. Oh, and you guys want to still take the quarterbacks? Great. I'm up at five and six. I'll just take uh, Kyle Pitts and, and uh, little old Mac Jones there. Because going for it would have been right for me. You know, I I guess I didn't realize I was this close. You know, you could say, oh, Dan, you've been up and down in the standings. not like you've been dominating. Well, I'd like to remind you, my lowest score this entire year was 126. I'm probably averaging somewhere between 140 and 150 a week. Consistently the third most points scored every single week, regardless of where I'm at in the standings. I mean, total, total points scored. So had I known that, just imagine the injection of power a Najee Harris or a Jamar Chase would bring to me. Going for it. Not taking the asset that's going to be more valuable in a year or two. Going for it. Getting the player that you're going to start that's going to get you more points. And I think about the previous drafts. Okay. The, the other rookie draft, we had Kyler Murray go 101, the, first, the very first rookie draft. Okay. Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins went in the second round. Okay, those those were fine, right? You're not taking huge swings on them. They did go over guys like Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf. But you know, we didn't know that would be as deep of a wide receiver class as it seemed. But then the next year, Joe Burrow goes 101. Uh, do you remember who took him? Nick, and Nick won the championship that year. And by the way, I don't I don't want to I don't want to start any any weirdness, but just so everyone remembers. Uh, Matt had the 101 in 2018 and then he won the league or 20 what what is it is it, oh my god it's 2021 already what the fuck in 2019 and then he won the league that year Nick Young has the 101 in 2020 and then he won the league that year I just who who had the 101 this year oh it was me that's right I almost forgot anyways he has Joe Burrow well he traded him he traded him midseason. I don't even remember what for. I think it was in a deal that included Devontae Adams, uh, which elevated him to, to to the top of the... Yeah, I think it was, which elevated him and won him a title. And then there was Tua. Matt took Tua and Herbert pretty high. Well, Tua wasn't cutting it. He moved him. Herbert doesn't even start for him, right? I mean, yeah, it was. it's great to get Herbert, but wouldn't it have been better to get Gibson or Jefferson or... or, or, or or Higgins, or someone there, right? So it's just an interesting concept that, you know, in our minds, a quarterback, you it, you don't want to not have a quarterback, because then you're really in trouble. But when you've already had them, and you feel semi-confident that you can make it through a year, you got to take the fucking points, man. Take the fucking money. Anyways, before we get into this, I just want to say, I just went and saw Dune. My God, the best movie I, now, I haven't been in a theater in a couple years, but the best movie I've seen in theaters in years, years. If you're like me, and you are so sick, and think that Disney and uh, Warner Brothers DC have completely poisoned the pill when it comes to cinematic experiences, and that every fucking Marvel and Star Wars movie looks the same, and sounds the same, and the music's the same, and all the character arcs are the same, and the... Uh, the the writing is the story's the same the humor is the same it's all just it looks the same it's also fucking uncreative if you feel that way dune is your antidote it it looks like nothing i've ever seen before it's completely imaginative it's massive in scale ginormous in scale um you don't have to have read the book to understand it or enjoy it right um, I think that definitely enhances it, but you can you could follow along. And there's there's if you want to watch a primer on YouTube or a post a post uh, discussion on YouTube, there's definitely that which will help you understand the finer points. But my God, I mean, it's so loud. See it in a the theater, even if you already seen it on HBO. See it in the theater. It's so loud. The music is like crazy and tribal with these giant drums, but also a chorus and religious and just like it, it's insane. It's so awesome. Um highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Anyways, let's get into well let's first talk about the free agent acquisitions that we've had. We haven't discussed these uh for last weeks. We got two weeks to catch up on. Not not eventful weeks either of them. Last week the number one waiver claim was Demetric Felton for $20 by Billy. Uh, the uh, the only other bid was Nick Young at $2. And you know, to be honest, that that kind of stinks. Um, The reason there being that, okay, that night they were going to be without Chubb and Hunt. So maybe this Demetric Felton guy who has gotten a little run, right? And he's sort of a running back wide receiver hybrid. Maybe he could produce something, but uh, spoiler alert. If you don't remember that game, it was all the Earnest show. Everyone else's defense is not interesting. And then this year, this week, another uninteresting week. We had Bengals defense was the highest. (laughs) If that's the highest, you know we're pretty thin this time of year. Nick Young got them $6. Gee, wonder what he's preparing for. Uh, Devin got MVS for $2, right? No receivers in the Packers game, which, you know, uh, spoiler alert, didn't prove to matter. Um and then a bunch of other bullshit. Matt got Alan Lazard for zero dollars. Fine. Okay. So, anyways, let's see. How are we doing with the budgets, wise? Wow, we've got three teams with zero dollars. Myself, Drew, and Matt, sort of contenders, going for it. It's it's a little scary that Nick has seventy eight still. But God, we've got guys that haven't used. I mean, we have Dave with one twenty five, Nikki with one twenty one, Bob with a hundred, and Billy with ninety five. They could go into next year with $200. Remember, there is a hard cap. You can only transfer $100. So so those Nikki and Dave, you're going to have to spend that money eventually, or that $20 is going to waste. Anyways, let's get into the games last week. We had some incredible games. Let's start with me in the match of the week versus Drew winning 149 to 112. Oh, it wasn't really close, and Drew did not have a way to win this uh, Sam Darnold officially turned back into a pumpkin, I talked last week, or a couple weeks ago, what do people want from, what did they want from the Steelers, who were they supposed to get, what were they supposed to do, huh, what were they supposed to do, somebody tell me, oh, maybe Sam Darnold, look at his revitalization. fuck out, fuck, Carson Wentz, I don't give a fuck about Carson Wentz, this is all, I don't give two shits, anyways, um, Kansas City thoroughly was dominated by the Titans, which was surprising, but big game from A.J. Brown, not so big from Derrick Henry, not the one that, uh, that uh, you know, has definitely benefited Drew in the past. And then other than that, you know, a, a good game for Miles Gaskin, finally. But on my side of the ball, you know, I, I don't think I really had any superstars. Chris Godwin, nice to see you. Uh, but just a solid all-around performance. Elijah Mitchell getting 16 points maybe in the first quarter and then never being used again. A little weird. Called my shot with starting Javonta Williams. Felt like he was going to get a touchdown Thursday night, and he delivered. Um, yeah, that's about it. And going on to a next game. Now, this was a tight one. Nick extends his lead to 7-0 and by defeating Dave, 152-138. to And Dave let me know that if he beat Nick he would be officially back. Well, guess what? I don't know that it's official yet. So, Dave had no way to win this one. And, I mean, he got 12 points out of Case Keenum, but again, he made the trade for Rodgers, right? It's, it proved fruitful this first week, 24, 25 points. But he's gonna need more than that. He needs a reliable quarterback too, if he's serious about this playoff run. But he's he's being buoyed by some 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 really boo I mean, Michael Pittman is really coming into his own. And with how T. Higgins has sort of been relegated, um, you know, Ruggs is up and down. I mean, yeah, Dave, we, he he said that we weren't respecting Michael Pittman enough in the offseason, but I asked him, were you, were you going to take him over, Higgins? Would you take him over? You know, and it was still, he kind of was right in the same spot that he was, but I think that's different now. I, I really do. I think it could be different, uh, and Kamara is just literally the entirety of the Saints offense. It's it's pretty pathetic, and Cooper Cup, just wow, but on Nicky's side, it's just, and, and Nick's side, sorry, it's just fucking insane. That that Brady is still doing this. I have to say that every week. Um, he even lost to from the Chiefs head coach um, and Khalil Herbert. Now this was awesome. Nikki and Nick both took the same approach in the later rounds, which is of this year's draft. Just take low draft capital running backs that are probably backups or third strings, whatever. Um, now I was always I used to do that in the early years, and it never worked out for me. Like I'd take Justice Hill. I just anybody I took never really mattered. Um, I did take Alexander Madison, but I didn't hold him long enough. Actually, I was looking back; I, I forgot that I took him. But then I started pivoting to you know who's popping up more is these like third round receivers. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them. I don't know this year: Khalil Herbert, Kenny Gainwell, Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, they were all there; they were all available and um, making an impact, to say the least. So good on good on Nikki. We'll see if Dave can get things back on track with the Pittsburgh Steelers returning from a bye this week. Oh, the game I wanted to talk about more than any. Nikki, my fucking hero. Jamar Chase, my fucking hero. What why, why do you think I even went on the rant at the beginning of the shows all to get to this? Nikki topples Matt, 133 to 125. Thanks to guys like Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones. Guys, I've been telling you, hey, they're serviceable. Wait, did it just last week on the podcast, I say? Oh, when you look back on it, Nick Chubb for Daniel Jones and Jamar Chase, it's close. Is it close? Is it close? I I mean, a starting quarterback that I think is staying. I think he's getting a second contract. He's not great, but he's not the reason they're losing. I think they got to use their draft capital elsewhere. I I wouldn't hit another quarterback. And Jamar Chase, who might be the best receiver in Dynasty, he might be the number one. I mean, he's already wide receiver five in his first year, and he's with Burrow his entire career. I, I mean, come on. I don't know that that's close. Nick Chubb's only played a couple games this year, and I'm sure he's a beast, but uh, I just watched Dearness Johnson fucking rush for 150 and two touchdowns, whatever. I watched Kareem Hunt do it when... when I, I just... I don't know, man. I think that was a really... <laughs> looking back... It, uh, sure. The one thing you could say is it didn't get enough value at the time, right? That should have gotten other pieces, and I'll believe you. That's true. But you never know how a trade's going to look a year later, which is why even though I was like, "Look, he obviously didn't get value, but let's let's exercise caution here." But that's a story for him. That's a story. I mean, everyone else is pretty average, but you know that has kept him afloat. Um, and on a week where basically his entire team was on buy, you know, I didn't really think he'd be able to do this. You're you're down Dak, Najee, Seedy, Amari. I mean, come on, AB's out? That's a lot of pieces out, Uh, but still was able to do it. On Matt's side, was he able to win? No, not quite close enough. Well, actually, I take that back. If he had benched the 49ers head coach or just played someone else, that would have put him up to 126. And then if he had played Darius Slayton over Mecole Hardman, that would have given him another five and a half that would have put him up to 131 um oh wait I'm sorry 132 yeah okay so basically if he played Darius Slayton over Cole Hardman benched the 49ers head coach and played David Johnson over Tim Patrick he could have won but again and this is the thing Matt was also had a decent amount of I mean you got McCaffrey out You got Michael Gallup, Juju Schuster, uh, Chris Carson injured, all three of them injured, Josh Allen on by, Herbert on by, Mike Williams on by, Chase Claypool on by, Emmanuel Sanders on by, yeah, I mean, Nick Chubb out, so yeah, you could say, hey, this is the absolute floor of Matt's team, which is true, Um, but you know, he, he made good moves to try to prepare for this. He had Taylor Heineke. Right, he added him a couple weeks ago, which was which was, you know, has now proven valuable because he wouldn't have had a had a fourth receiver to play, didn't know that Herbert and Allen had the same bye week. Uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne's a guy he picked up. Dearness Johnson, I was looking for him in the waiver report. And I was like, where the hell is Dearness Johnson? Who got him? Well, it turns out it wasn't a traditional Thursday waiver. No, Mac got him the Sunday that it was announced that Chubb would be missing time. That's when he got him. Which was, which was a sneaky move, so he got him for free and ended up playing him, which, which was very fruitful. Anyways, another big game, Nate defeated Billy, 148-131. to 131. This really pushed some things in opposite directions. I mean, again, you're looking at, you're looking at Nate, Matthew Stafford, what a revelation. And this guy told me, oh, you can't have Tannehill. He's the bedrock of my my team. And look at Stafford is just running laps around Tannehill. And you got guys like Mike Evans and Debo Samuel. And, you know, it's all pretty freaking good. On Billy's side, just an embarrassing, what? I know everyone's talking about it to death, but really, the, the passing of the Chiefs, RIP, bro. I mean, the, the Mahomes and Tyree Kill combo going up for less than 15, that's unheard of. That's unheard of. But I will say, Billy's gotten a lot of good starter. He's got a lot of good use out of some flexes. I mean, Damian Harris has been nice for him this year. James Conner, who was fucking free. Cordero Patterson got on him early. So he's got some he's got some good players there, you know, just kind of figuring out the. I don't know. I feel like this team, when you're when you're when you got that kind of stacked, the Capitol in Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, you're gonna kinda live and die by them. And if they're not firing on all cylinders, you're probably not either. Now, was he able to win this game? Yeah, and I'm gonna say something sick. I'm gonna say something sick. I'm I'm going to say something sick. So get ready. He, Billy would have won this game if he had played Brian Edwards over Marquez Callaway and Mac Jones over Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm gonna say, and I'm not I'm not going to dwell on that whatsoever. In the least interesting game of all time, Bob beat Devin, a potential potential first plot pick overall matchup. Bob winning 91 to Devin's 72, very exciting. Tua in a loss put up some big numbers. Jared Goff every week I think that. Bob has only one quarterback left or one on by, but no, it's always Goff. Um, I mean, he started Josh Gordon. He didn't start a kicker. He didn't start a head coach, and he still won because Justin Fields had maybe a worse game than you could have even imagined against a tough Bucks defense. Um, Miles Sanders got hurt in his game. Rondale Moore has, you know, luster sort of worn off. AJ Dillon with a fumble and barely any carries, and Geno Smith as your second quarterback. Not exactly a recipe for success. And you want to know the sick thing? Not only did Devin not have a chance to win this, his entire bench put up one point. His entire bench put up one point. He had Deontay Singletary, Rudolph, Bills defense, Jerry Cook, Arnold, and Parnam on bye. Mariota put up .4, so so I guess Mariota played a snap, I didn't even see that. Tony Jones was not used at all. Sterling Shepard, Curtis Samuel, Deshaun Watson not use it all, oh, and Denzel Mims, one catch for six yards, congratulations, one point, I've never seen that before, crazy, okay, let's get into the standings, because it's another fucking huge week, and we've got some insane consolidation at the top of the standings, in first, overall, undefeated is Nick Young, 7-0, and leading the bullshit division, wait a goddamn second, wait a fucking goddamn second, that reminds me, we didn't update the, we didn't update the two, uh, the, the, um, the the score between the Cuck and the Bullshit Division. So let's go back. Let's go back to last week's score. So I go over Drew. Okay. Nick goes over Dave. Uh, Nikki goes over Matt. I'm okay with that one. Bob goes over Devin. And Nate goes over Bill. Ah, so the score is officially... 9-6 on the year. We'll see how that continues to play out in favor of the Cuck division. I didn't feel like that needed specified. Anyways, back to Nick. 7-0, 100% chance of making the playoffs. First in the bullshit division. Second most points. But but listen, it's tight fucking. I'll just tell you right now. Matt's got the first most points. 1,044.48. Then Nick at 1,043.68 that's 0.8 of a difference, a 0.8, imagine if that had seeding, seeding implication, my god, my god, yes, um, in second place is actually Nate Higgins, it's finally happened, for the first time all year, Matt is not in a position at a bye, Nate Higgins is 5-2, and two. he's got more wins, now you could say he is the 7th most points scored, I don't know what you want me to tell you. His playoff odds have jumped to 80%. I've been saying it since they were around 55% that they need to be higher, and I still feel like he's being slightly disrespected with that 80% number. The season ends today. He is a buy. He's the leader, the winner of the Cuck division. In third place is Matt with the first most points. We've already litigated that. He's four and three, 95% chance of the playoffs. In fourth place is yours truly, also four and three. I've got the third most points. And Listen to this, 1044.5 for Matt, 1043.7 for Nick Young, and 1030.4 for me. So just about 13 points, one better start here and there, and I'm right up there with those guys. So we'll see how that continues to play out in fourth place. Sorry, I'm, I was fourth place. In fifth place is Dave. He's four and three. He's got the eighth most points scored in the league. Uh, 98, 90, 89% chance of the playoffs. I have 98. I have a higher playoff percentage chance than Matt right now. That's incorrect, but it's, it's nice to see. It's nice to be seen, you know. Um, in sixth place, the only other representative in the bullshit division in the playoffs outside of the champion of that division is still Drew. Despite the loss, he holds on. He holds on. Now he's in sixth place with the fourth most points scored. He's got nine thirty-nine. Yes, you're hearing that right. Myself, Matt, and Nick have a thousand more points. Or sorry, a thousand, a hundred more than the net. We've basically got an extra week on everybody else. So catch up, little piggies. Come on, move those, move those legs. Um, it's nine thirty-nine. Now he was in serious danger if Bill had went won because Bill was only about you know eight points on his tail and Nikki who is in seven and, and Drew's got uh, he's three and four he's got a sixty two percent chance of playoffs Nicky, who remember I call it as a playoff team sneaky playoff team he's in seventh place got the six most points scored in the league he's at nine twenty five so fourteen points behind Drew um, with a tied amount of wins so that you know you got to be careful there uh in eighth place is billy unfortunate because he's got the fifth most points scored he's right there in the mix but at two and five he's the first he's is the second guy on the outside looking in uh in ninth place is now bob bob's got two wins he's two and five. Tenth most points score in the league he's moving up baby he's moving up don't let bob get hot don't let him get hot and devin in last place because he lost to bob one and six Oh, I should have mentioned, nikki has got a 44% chance of playoffs, Billy's got 32, Bob has one, that's improved, and Devin has zero. Okay, let's look ahead to this week, we have some giant matchups, god fucking damn it, I forgot to take out the Arizona defense, and the Steelers are going to feast on, I don't care if it's injured Baker, I don't care if it's Case Keenum, I don't care if it's fucking Tim Couch, I don't care who the fuck plays quarterback. The Steelers defense is going to feast. I did not mean, I'm not just playing the results. The very first drive, I noticed I had them in, and I said, fuck, no, why? Why? God damn it. I if Just, Nick, if you beat me, Please, just beat me by more than whatever the Steelers defense scores. Please, or I'm never going to forgive myself because this was my chance. This was my chance to get up to the buy, but now it's not looking so good. That's a juggernaut matchup. I, I have the toughest fucking schedule, having to play Nick right as I'm in the position to close in on a buy. Oh, and let's see, what does Matt have to do to try to get his buy back? Oh, he has to play Devin. Yeah. Yeah, fucking real fair. Um another tough one, uh another good matchup is going to be Nate and Drew. I mean again, Drew is still, you know, he's still in a position to he's still in a position to be in the playoffs, but um you know, Nate's and Nate's Nate's trying to hold on to a buy here, right? So that's a good one. We did just put myself and Drew as the game of the week last week. But then you have oh, Nikki and and Dave. Now if Dave falls this one, and he's at four wins, and Nikki's got. Oh man, well this could be big. Yeah, if Dave loses this one, then him and Nikki are tied, and Nikki's Nikki's already ahead of him in the in the scoring. So Dave could be out of the playoffs, and Nikki could be in if Nikki pulls this off. So that's the game of the week. We also have um, Bob versus versus uh, Bill. Which is which is I mean unfortunately no offense guys but Devin and Bob with the states of your team there's literally there can be a maximum of like four good games a week and that's when you two play each other and the other four are kind of interesting but most weeks it's it's not that at all um yeah wow huge stuff coming up another big week we got some desperate desperate teams needing for a buy but this is what I love about this league because even when you think wow it's really getting away from itself. Um, you know, like I said, three teams with 100 more points than anyone else. Okay, but Matt lost his Nick is still unchallenged in his division, but, you know, I'll leave that to their division to sort out. But myself, with the third most points score in the league, nearly 100 more than the next guy. Um, if I lose this, I'm not out of the playoffs, but I'm fucking close. I mean, <laughs> I might drop to five or six. So that's a great thing about this league, even when you think it's out of hand. It consolidates, goes down to the wire t- almost... You know, almost every single year it's gone down to the wire in terms of seeding. Every game counts. That's the beautiful thing. I'm excited for it. We're officially halfway through the year, the regular season already. Can you believe it? What fun. All right. Looking forward to this week. I'll talk. Oh, my God. Go Steelers. Bye-bye.